Hey, how's it going everybody? These are just some musings about what's going on in the board game world here at Pardon the Board Games. Um, today I finalized my pledge manager for Reload the Board Game uh, from Kickstarter. It's from Archon Studios, so I'll be waiting for that in December to get sent out on time. Uh, you can check out the blog that I put up yesterday, or two days ago, uh, at Pardon the Rob on my blog spot, or a blogger, actually. Um, that's where I put up a new review of a game called 10 Minute Heist, a little quick card game that you can pre-order now from Daily Magic Games. And I'm putting together some show notes for our first part podcast of Pardon the Board Games and getting ready for uh, board game day tomorrow at my house with some friends from camp. So all of those things are exciting. That's kind of what you can expect to be checking out from us on the web, and I'll be in later with kind of a new series of blogs that I'm putting together uh, about great games to transfer your, transfer your friends from Monopoly and Uno and kind of old classic games to more modern board games. Um, hope you guys are doing well. Thanks for listening to the station. This has been Rob Snow with Pardon the Board Games. A little bit more board game info before I go to bed tonight. So one of the things I did today was I unboxed a game called Pathogenesis, which I backed on Kickstarter a while ago, and it actually got delivered like a couple months ago. But I've just been super busy with work. I haven't gotten around to it. I knew it was a deeper game, and a game that I wouldn't be able to like play super fast or whatever. And so I've just been enjoying it, and... Uh, it's got a lot of cards. It's got some interesting mechanics. It has one thing that I think is confusing for a lot of... I think for a lot of people it's a confusing aspect. Which is, it has a solo mode. It has a competitive mode. has a cooperative mode. has a team mode. But as I look at the rules and I'm kind of reading them, it's like... This game feels like a cooperative game to me. It feels like it should be played either solo or cooperative. The competitive part, much like Legendary Marvel, uh, which is another deck building game, the competitive part to it feels primarily like, oh yeah, you get like we won or we lost, but you got the most points. And it has a similar lose condition where if if we lose, we all lose. Um, and you know, the winning condition is basically like, oh, you you got more points than the other players did. So I that's a weird thing that I feel like a lot of deck building games do, or games don't want to be locked into, oh, it's a co-op game, which I don't know why that's negative. People love Pandemic. Great co-op game. There's no competitiveness in that game. And there's other great co-op games too, where there's not really anything competitive about it. And so sometimes it's like, if you want to be a co-op, just be a great co-op and don't be afraid that you don't have a competitive mode or you don't have a 1v1 mode or a team mode. You don't need all those things. Just be a great co-op and that's fine. So I'm excited to play it. I don't know if it's going to make the table tomorrow because it is a new game and the theme is kind of this deep, very like scientific theme where people are trying to, each person plays different pathogens that they're trying to use to weaken this human body and uh and deteriorate and then destroy and so it's kind of a dark theme kind of quietly dark but it's a very scientific looking game it feels 
fun. Uh, I mean, I'm excited to play it. It feels like a cool theme. Um, it's got neat Petri dishes. The component quality is good. Uh, lots of cards, which you kind of expect with a deck builder. So I'm excited to play it. Um, it's kind of an underrepresented theme outside of Pandemic, the whole idea of like a disease. And this one's kind of fun because we get to play the disease instead of trying to eradicate it. So I'm looking forward to playing the game. I'm hoping sometime in the next week to get it played so that it can be on one of our next podcasts is something that I'm playing these days. Uh, hope you guys are having a great night. Enjoy your Saturday evening. And like always, keep gaming, friends. Let's talk about box inserts really quickly. I just opened up the box for Pathogenesis. It's got a pretty basic box insert. It is fine. It's got plenty of space. It doesn't make the... The box doesn't feel like it's too big for the game. It looks like there's room for maybe a small expansion or lots more cards, but it doesn't look like, oh, like this box insert is like just the perfect fit. It looks like great. I'll have some space later. It also doesn't look like, wow, this is just like a bunch of components like in a box that I'm going to need to buy some kind of insert for or make an insert for. So that's super nice. Um, it has these two big open areas though. And it didn't come with any baggies for the tokens. So, as an avid board gamer, I did go out and I got baggies and made sure that I had baggies for the insert. But I want to talk about, like, there have been some, like, high-quality games. Games that are ranked very highly on BGG or that just have a really solid following to them. That are just, it's like, who put this box together? And some of them, like, yeah, my wife just whispered at me, Mad Kings of Ludwig, Castles of Mad King Ludwig, it's just, like, it's just, the box is terrible. It, it just comes with, like, 30 baggies, no dividers or separators, no insert. It's just, I mean, this is a game that is, like, still being sold for, you know, $40, $50, even a year after release. And it's like, wait, really? Like, it's a great game. I love that game, but, man, the box insert is terrible for it. Um, and there's some there's some other ones that are just weird. Like one of the ones that actually gets me is uh, the Lords of Waterdeep one. It is a perfect box insert until you have anything else that you want to put into that game. So the expansion doesn't fit into it. If you want to sleeve your cards, they won't fit anymore uh, in that insert it's a perfect insert as long as you want everything exactly how how it came in that box and so it doesn't leave much room for customization the thing that i'm most excited for is the dc deck building game multiverse box that comes out this uh summer maybe fall is better i don't know i'm really hoping to pick it up at gen con or possibly order it before then but the multiverse box says that it's going to be able to hold every single card that's ever come out for the DC deck building game, which is one of my favorite deck builders. And I've got all of the core sets, and then I've got most of the mini packs and the crisis packs and stuff. And so I'm very excited to have that box and to feel like, great, I can put everything into one box. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Another box that was perfect was the Pandemic on the Brink expansion. It fits everything from that expansion, everything from the first box, all into it. And one of the, I think, overlooked components to that was the five Petri dishes that came with it to hold all of the disease cubes. Super great box design. Again, can fit everything from the main game and everything from 
the expansion and it comes with the cool petri dishes it was just it was so on point i don't think there's any box that's better than that right now it doesn't fit future expansions but it fit everything from the core game so that one and it's a small box it's not any bigger than the main box it was just like we're going to improve the main box so people can use one box for this i love it save me some shelf space i don't live in a big house so anything that can save me some space that's on point for me i hope you guys are having a great evening and thanks for listening to part in the board games i'm rob snow and enjoy the station You've been listening to Pardon the Board Games with Rob Snow. Check out his blog at pardonthe-rob.blogspot.com. And remember, keep gaming, friends. Hey everyone, if you have a board game box that you think is just the bee's knees, or if you have a board game that you think the box is terrible but the game is great go ahead and call in we're looking for different opinions or if you think i'm wrong about something like castles of mad king ludwig and you'd rather have all of your components just in baggies in an empty box that's fine too we'd love to hear your opinions i'll be checking them throughout the evening and then again we'll check one more time in the morning to see if there's any good call-ins so we'd love to hear from you guys have a great night and remember keep gaming friends So let's talk about our topic of the night. Um, It's 1042 right now in the evening, Saturday night. Today we posted our blog, our first on-board blog that focused on Carcassonne and why that's a great game for families, friends, even yourself to get into gaming. And some of the reasons that I really like Carcassonne as a first board game for people who are starting their collection or trying to get into the hobby is one, it's really easy to find. You can get it Online, you can get it in a lot of stores, places like Barnes & Noble might have it, Walmart, even Target. I'm not sure about all those big box stores, but definitely any board game store that you walk into, there's going to be Carcassonne and 20 expansions and different versions of it. The other thing I like about Carcassonne is that there's a bunch of different variations to it. So if you're looking for Star Wars Carcassonne, you can go after that. If you want something that's uh, set in the Old West, you can get Gold Rush. If you want something that's set in a more tropical locale you could get south seas or amazonas they all have the basic strategy and tactics and gameplay elements with just slightly different rules to help fit that theme better but the basic idea of carcassonne is draw a tile place it somewhere on the map where it fits so the roads have to meet up with the roads or the castles have to meet up with the castles fields have to meet up with fields and then if you want to You can put one of your pawns, or meeples, as they're called in the board game community, down on it. Then once you finish that road, or somebody else even finishes that road, if you have a meeple on it, then you get to earn those points. Um, What I enjoy about it is that it starts so simply. Carcassonne is such a simple game at the beginning. Draw a tile, place it, maybe put a guy on it. Your choice. Score Score that guy when he finishes road or his castle or his monastery and it can grow so much with all the expansions that they have even the farmer rule is something that you know everybody plays with after their first game a lot of people play with it in their first game and it teaches so much about push your luck and strategy and resource management and about 
area control once you have the farmers in and it it really becomes a game of do i want to go for these bigger castles do i want to just get quick points do i want to block other people do i want to focus on my own empire do i want to build close to people away from people so it really is like a great introductory area control game it opens the world to like civ building games even a little bit i would say Catan does that better but I would argue that Carcassonne does give some of that, like, some of the ideas that go into Civ building and stuff like that. And so I think it's a great first game. You can get it for under 30 bucks if you look for it hard enough, or you can just pay $35 if you're willing to go to one of the online retailers or whatever. But it's a great game. It's an easy game. You can teach it to mom, teach it to your kids. You know, a 10-year-old should totally be able to pick up, like, pick a tile, lay it down, put a guy on it. Like, that's what that game is. And at the same time, with some with a couple of expansions, that game just gets so deep and so strategic. Um, and, you know, it might get a little... Yeah, you know, I've played Carcassonne now probably 100 times in my life. And at this point, playing just the base game with no expansions... That can be a little bit boring, but you know what? If there's a gamer who's never played a game before and they're like, hey, like I'd love to play board games with you, it's still one of the first games. I'm like, oh, you want to play for more than 30 minutes? You want to play for more than 10 minutes? Like, let's play Carcassonne. Because you know what? I know that I can teach this to you. Like, it doesn't matter if you know math or not. I know that I can teach you how to play this game. And so that's one of the reasons that I love Carcassonne. Be sure to check out my blog. It's pardontherob.blogspot.com. You can read more about my thoughts on Carcassonne. I hope you guys have a great night, and thanks for listening to the station. Just so that people know that it's not all about board games here, I wanted to let you know that the entire Matrix trilogy, and I believe the first nine Star Trek films, are all free on Amazon Prime. I don't know how I missed this. Maybe it just started this month or something. But I'm super excited for this. I'm going to watch... I think The Matrix Reloaded tonight because my wife hasn't seen it. So it's not all board games all the time, but it's board games a lot of the time. So keep gaming, friends. Have a great night. And I'll be back maybe a little bit later with, is The Matrix Reloaded still a good movie? Was it ever a good movie? Have a great night, guys.